happy on a tangent by the way desi parents please be happy with your children try to be try i know i know they're a huge disappointment i know i know i'm disappointed too but just just be happy with your kids okay cuz you know what happens the only time i see unfortunately the only time i see desi parents in this is in the house by the way so i don't want picking on okay good all right no don't clap about that either okay so <laughs> the only time they speak nicely about their children is when they go away when they fly off when they're away when they're gone oh my job my boy is so good he's you know he's going to school over there over there when he comes for a week oh my god he's the worst creation under the sky then he goes away and he's great again subhanallah appreciate the things you have around you now we all have problems and you know there's a human tendency i'm not immune from it and you're not immune from it you know what that tendency is i can't stop thinking about my problems when I'm driving, I'm thinking about the bills, I'm thinking about the kids, I'm thinking about the argument I just had, I'm thinking about the, the work problem, the project that's not finished, the assignment that hasn't been done yet, the grades at school, the immigration paperwork, whatever. But you're constantly thinking about your problems. And when you're constantly thinking about your problems that are mostly unresolved, you're constantly in a bad mood. You're just constantly upset. You're just not happy. And you know what? Our moods and our sentiments, they're contagious. So when you're in a bad mood, people around you are in a bad mood. When you're upset, the whole family is upset. You don't just say, oh, I could be upset, it doesn't matter, what's in any of your business? You are ruining the entire family's atmosphere. You're ruining the entire company's atmosphere. You know how much, how, now they're spending millions of dollars just to, just to discover at these MBA executive human resource seminars that if you smile at your employees and you have a positive attitude, productivity will increase. Oh my God, that is an incredible discovery. No, it's not, it's been there. Just be nice to people. It's not an MBA discovery, you know? But now, if you were, Allah says, now Allah says this so beautifully. You're constantly thinking about what didn't go right. I'm constantly thinking about what didn't go right. Oh man, I missed the flight, I did this, or I did that, or they're upset, or I didn't finish this, or I don't have enough money, or I did, you know, all these problems. Constantly, constantly, constantly. Allah offers these people, these Israelites, that are in a far worse situation than any of you sitting here. And they're stuck in it and they cannot see a way out of it. I mean, they are in a slave situation as a people that are now controlled by a military state. And their children are routinely slaughtered. And they have been in that state for quite some time now and they don't see any way out. They are entirely hopeless. To these people, what does Allah have to say? And if Allah is saying that to them, why isn't He saying that to you? Because He is, you're not listening. in shakartum. Even if you were to be grateful. Now let me go into the Arabic a little bit because you can't taste this. Really. This is kalam sharti they say in the Arabic language. It's jumla shartiya. There's a conditional statement. In math class you learn if and then statements. You remember those? You get some really good sleep during those classes, right? If and then statements. So the if portion is mentioned in the past tense. La in shakartum. If you were to be grateful, not if you are grateful, because the Arabic present tense in classical language alludes to continuity, to continuity. Allah is not even asking for continuous gratitude. He's just saying, show me one instance of gratitude. Just show me one instance of gratitude. 
become, if you were to be grateful once, la in shakartum, and if you were to be able to do that, what would happen? La azidan nakum. This is jawab al-shart, and it's the strongest, most emphatic form of language accessible in the Arabic language. There is no more emphasis possible in Arabic. La azidan nakum, which roughly translated, and again, translations don't do service here. I swear to it, without a doubt. I will ensure, I promise, I promise, I promise, I will increase you. I will give you more. I will make you more. I will increase you, I will increase you, I will increase you. I promise, I swear to it. This is what Allah says, if you were to do what? If you were to do what? Just show an instant of gratitude. And by the way, normally in the Quran, Allah speaks in the nahnu. Allah speaks in the plural for His Majesty. Unusual cases in the Quran where he speaks in the ana, he speaks in the in the singular form, the first person. This is unusual in the Quran. La azidannakum. I will absolutely increase you. And what's even more incredible about this ayah is the verb ziyada to increase. You see, the verb increase is ambiguous. Like if I say to you, Ya Allah, increase me. If I say to Allah, Ya Allah, increase me, that doesn't mean much yet, because we say, Rabbi zidni what? Rabbi zidni what? You know the dua? It's not Rabbi Zidni Waznan, is it? What is it? Rabbi Zidni what? Ilman. Allah increase me in terms of what? Knowledge. You have to add some specification. Some tamyiz has to be there. Uh, increase me in knowledge. Increase me in wisdom. Wazidnahum hudan. We increase them in guidance. Zadathum imanan. The ayat increase them in terms of faith. There's always some qualifier. Increase in faith. Increase in knowledge, increase in guidance, increase in patience, increase in gratitude, increase in something. But Allah says to you and me in this ayah, if you were to show one instant of gratitude, I swear to it, I will absolutely, absolutely, absolutely increase you. But he doesn't say in what, because he didn't want to limit it. He didn't limit it. Can you imagine, subhanAllah? He doesn't say, لا أزيدنكم هدن, لا أزيدنكم علما, لا أزيدنكم صبرا, نم شكرا. No, no, no. He doesn't, he doesn't reduce it. لم يقلل, he didn't reduce it. He expanded it. So you ask, you just, you just be grateful. That's all Allah is asking of you. Now, let's talk a little bit about this gratitude before we finish the ayah. Because the ayah is not done yet. The ayah is not done yet. If I am grateful, what does that mean? What does that practically mean? You and I are supposed to be grateful for what? Shakiran kama kama yasif Ibrahim alayhi salam yaqul shakiran li an'umihi He was grateful to Allah's favors His countable favors, few favors In other words, you and I are supposed to look around for things that we should be grateful for We are supposed to look around and look for things that we are to be grateful for So if I can't find anything, I look at my clothes and I'm grateful to Allah for having clothes if I'm speaking right now, I'm grateful to Allah for having a tongue that works, eyes that can see, five fingers on each hand. On each hand. And if you don't have five, thank Him for the three you have. Because we don't own these. I, I didn't pay anything for these. I didn't pay them. I didn't pay Allah anything for them. And the gift, I, I mentioned this often in my talks, a gift's value can be determined. Usually we think of value in the monetary sense. Isn't that true? How expensive is a gift? Well, gift, what's the price tag? Well, how much are you willing to sell me your leg for? What's the price tag on your leg? Okay, how about just one eyeball? Just one. I'm not even asking for both. You know, 
or, or an ear, maybe you're willing to part with one of your ears, a nostril maybe. How priceless are these gifts for you? Somebody offers you the world, but you're not willing to part with them. And these are gifts Allah gave to you and me. If we are, so long as we are breathing, so long as we are alive, there are things for us to be grateful for. In other words, no matter what is taken, no matter what, if it's a child, if it's my health, if it's my career, if it's my ability to speak, if it's the thing I love, if some of you guys, it's your car, you know, you love it, you love that thing. You really need to get married if that's your problem though, you know. But if it's taken away, and you're not able to look around and see anything you're grateful for, you're not able to see that, then you're a victim. There's no increase for you. And if you can find and I can find things to be grateful for, Allah's guarantee He will replenish you in anything you lost anyway. I'll increase you. I'll take care of the rest. You just maintain a positive attitude. You just maintain grateful to Allah. We say Alhamdulillah, but we don't mean it sometimes. You're going through problems, somebody comes to you and say, how's it going? You say Alhamdulillah. Say Alhamdulillah and mean it. I'm grateful. I'm appreciative. Yes, I just lost my job, but there's plenty, plenty more that could have gone wrong and Allah did not do that. Allah has kept me, kept me safe from so many other problems. And how do I even know this job was going to be a source of problems for me and that the new thing Allah has around the corner for me is so much better for me. You don't know. You and I just don't know. This, this mentality is built constantly looking for things to be grateful for. This positive attitude is built. And you know they have these positivity seminars now. Self-help seminars. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. It really is. People come in and say, you know, feel good about yourself. You can accomplish. Wake up early in the morning. Blah, blah, blah. Now pay me $3,000 and don't be a loser anymore. You know? They have these self-help type seminars. The entire self-help program is already embedded in the Quran. Just be grateful. You'll be positive. You'll, be, you'll just be positive, you know. But then the other side of the equation, that really scares me, subhanAllah. And there's a mercy in that too. And if you were to be ungrateful, if you were to be ungrateful, now if this is an if, what's left? If you say an if, what are you expecting? A then. If you're ungrateful, then what will happen? What's the incredible mercy of Allah in this ayah is that He doesn't mention it then. He left it like if, if you were, this was in a comic book, it would be dot, dot, dot. And if you're ungrateful, dot, dot, dot. He says, inna adhabi la shadeed, but He didn't say, fa inna adhabi la shadeed. If He said, fa inna adhabi la shadeed, then that would mean if you're ungrateful, then no doubt my punishment is really intense then the two things would have been connected, which means you would have been guaranteed Allah's punishment if the letter Fa was there. <laughs> I would have been guaranteed punishment if we showed one instance of ingratitude. But Allah says, وَلَا إِن كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٌ If you are ungrateful at all, just know that my punishment is super intense even though I'm not willing to make a direct correlation for you out of my mercy. Be grateful for that at least. If you've got nothing else to be grateful for, be grateful for this ayah. <laughs> be grateful for the lack of father. Subhanallah. You know? And then, I mean, you have to understand the context. This sermon about being grateful is being given to a nation that's going through horrific, horrific trials. 
One of the side lessons before I go to the last ayah I want to share with you. One of the side lessons is that Allah Azza wa Jal in this particular passage spoke in the plural. He spoke in the plural. Shakartum, asidannakum, everything's plural. Which means our state of affairs can truly experience dramatic change if we can influence public attitudes. Our religion, I keep saying this to my students all the time, I don't know if it gets in their head or not. Our religion is 90% attitude. It's all it is. You just have to have the right attitude. I call it in this case, the attitude of gratitude, right? That's what you have to have. If you have, if we as a people have that attitude, Allah will increase us in opportunity, in unity, in, in, you know, in, in progress, in development, in finding solutions to our problems. All of that will happen if as a people, we develop a grateful, positive attitude. Attitudes are powerful things. Allah says the help from the unseen comes when the believer has, an, has the attitude. Has the right, you haven't even done anything yet. You just, shukr is in the heart, it's not an action. Shukr is in the heart, you know. And if you've just done that, then you're set. And I can't move on before I share one last gem with you about gratitude. That's in this ayah. If you're grateful to him, he will increase you. No, 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 no. If you're grateful, if you're grateful, what does that mean? He didn't say if you're grateful to him, he just said if you're grateful, which means it's not limited to being appreciative of Allah. If you're grateful to your parents, if you're grateful to your teachers, if you're grateful to your friends, if you're grateful for all the, all the other people and all the other you know, sources of help and blessings around you, if you're grateful for your, to your children for bringing a smile on your face, if you're grateful for your husband and your wife, I will increase you. You have to become a person of appreciation for your life to get better. And if you're going through problems, maybe you and I are just, we're not appreciative enough. enough. Maybe that's the problem. That's the, that's the suggestion in this ayah. Our mindset has to change. And now let's move quickly. What does Musa salam say? وَقَالَ Musa. Musa salam looks at the crowd and the crowd is unchanged. They don't look like they're very grateful. They're still in a pretty bad mood. He says, in takfuru. If you remain ungrateful, it just doesn't just mean disbelieve. It, it comes as the opposite of shukr here. Right? So it means if you were to be ungrateful, antum, waman fil ardi jami'an. You and everybody on the earth all together. If all of you decided all together to never be grateful to Allah again, and you decided that you're not going to be grateful, all of you, then what would Allah's reaction be? What would Allah do? Now if the previous ayah, Allah said He'll punish, His punishment is intense. What would the next statement be? Allah Azza wa says, so what? So what? He says, fa inna allaha ghaniyun hamid. Then you should know something. There's no doubt about it, Allah is independent. He doesn't need your praise. He doesn't need your gratitude. He doesn't need your right mentality. He doesn't need any of that. And He doesn't need you to say, Alhamdulillah, He's hamid already. He's already self-praised. He's already in and of himself. He doesn't depend on your praise. He doesn't even call himself Mahmud because that would imply something. Hamid doesn't imply anything. Constantly free of praise or praise in and of himself. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the attitude that has to be instilled into a believer. The attitude that if we don't do our job, that's not like Allah's deen needs us. Allah's deen doesn't need me. Allah's deen doesn't need you. 
you and I are going to be gone and this deen will move on. Allah will give this deen victory with us or without us. This, the, the da'wah of Islam will spread with us or without us. We are all dispensable. We are all, none of us, none of us are indispensable. None of us are special. So much so that if we don't appreciate Allah and we're not grateful to Allah, that oh, the, 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 the train won't move forward without us. You know what happens to a lot of us? The ones that are involved in Islamic work, let's talk about those that are, are involved in Islamic work. Man, if I don't do it, who's gonna do it? Oh my God, if, thank Allah for me being around. Because if I didn't teach this or if I didn't give these lectures, or if I didn't put this conference together, if I wasn't president of the MSA, and if I wasn't treasurer of this masjid, the beams would have collapsed. I don't even know how they would have survived. Brother, you and I are going to be in a janazah pretty soon, our own. We're going to be attending a janazah, you know, and we are mandatory attendants at that janazah, and the masjid will be around. The masjid will be around and the MSA will be around. The grave is, is some, some say the grave is the graveyard is full of indispensable people. You know, people used to say about them, what would we do without you? They're all they're all in the graveyard. So don't part of being grateful is to be grateful for the fact that Allah honored us with the opportunity to serve. That's not because we're special, because Allah is giving us that opportunity. Part of the thing that Musa's followers had to be grateful for, you know what it is? Not just the blessings around them, the fact that they live in a time of a messenger that gets to give them a direct khutbah. He, a messenger, Musa is giving them khutbah, why shouldn't they be grateful? They get to be considered the Sahaba of Musa That's an honor. So the Muslims in Makkah that are being tortured are extremely grateful now for being tortured because they are with Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What greater honor can there be? So their attitude is not, I should be patient. Their attitude now is, I should be grateful. I'm going through a tough time because Allah honored me to go through this tough time. He didn't pick somebody else. He thought I was good enough to go through this. I get to join the ranks of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when you and I, a lot of people, when they're involved in Islamic work, they quit when the things get hard. Look, when you get involved in Islamic work, there are personality clashes. There are people who say things you don't want to hear. You know, they're, they're, those things happen. And they say, brother, I, I used to help out, but I don't anymore. Those people don't appreciate me. And they really test my patience, you know. Or some argument happened and I, I can't deal with it anymore. I don't, I don't deal with that anymore. Were you productive when you were there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was doing, I think I was doing a lot of good things and I, we were getting somewhere, but I just don't want to be around that negative crowd anymore. Look, when things get tougher, that just means Allah is testing your mettle. That doesn't mean you quit. That means you go on. That just means Allah wants to give you extra credit. Because if it's tougher, that means Allah thinks you can handle it. Allah knows you can handle it. That's why you were put in that position. Those are not the reasons to quit. Those are the reasons to go on. The problems are not things that put us back. The problems are what push us forward. SubhanAllah. I tell you something about problems. One of my favorite hadith of the Prophet I'm an Arabic teacher and I tell you, Arabic can be very painful to teach. Okay, Arabic it sounds, sounds glorious and stuff, but when you get into like sarf and ta'lilat and ajwaf and mudaaf and naqis, then you start seeing tears come down students' eyes and they don't have to do with iman. Okay? <laughs> you know? And at that time, I remind myself and I remind them of this hadith of, about learning and speci specifically learning the Quran because their patience is being tested with learning, you know, they're, they're, they've got a learning block. So the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Al-Mahiru Bil-Qur'ani Ma'as-Safara Al-Kiram Al-Bararah The expert in the Quran is ranked among the highest, most noble angels. 
the expert in the Quran, al-mahir bil Quran. So the student is listening to this saying, uh, well, I'm not an expert. Thanks for that though, now I feel worse. Because the expert is ranked so high, what about me? And the Prophet goes on and says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَالَّذِي يَقْرَأُ الْقُرْآنِ وَيَتَتَعْتَعْ فِيهِ وَهُوَ عَلَيْهِ شَاقٍ the one who recites the Qur'an and he stumbles in it, like the verb itself, He stumbles when he recites. And it's really hard on him, that student that can't move forward, they've got this block and they can't fix it, they can't fix it, they can't fix it. Now they're like, okay, at least does he get anything? And the Prophet says, Lahu ajran. He gets twice the reward. He gets twice the reward. Now some scholars say he gets twice what a normal person would get. Others say he gets twice the expert because Allah made it extra hard for him so he can earn twice that even the expert earns. Because Allah is not concerned with quantity, He is concerned with quality, quality of effort. So now the student who's doing the worst in class is the most motivated in class because Allah promised him he gets twice the reward for struggling through it anyway. That does not mean by the way, get a zero on your test on purpose. That's not what that means. But if you're going through a hard time, Allah acknowledges that hard time. He acknowledges that and says, I'm going to give you even more. I have four minutes left. And because this talk was about positivity and gratitude, I want to share something with you about just one of the, one of the small gems and, and, and really jewels from the Quran about gratitude. The Arabic word for blessing that's very commonly known among Muslims is ni'mah. You've heard the word before, yes? Ni'mah. The word, and this is gonna sound like an Arabic lesson, so pay extra attention and bear with me. Inshallah, hopefully I can be coherent in presenting this to you within three minutes and 47 seconds. Okay. So, ni'mah. The plural of ni'mah, there are two words. There are two different plurals for ni'mah. There's ni'am, they say ni'am, and they say an'um. So there are two plurals, there are ni'am and an'um. And in the Arabic language, unlike English, they have the singular, and they have the pair, and then they have the plural, and then they have the super awesome plural. We don't have the super awesome plural, but the Arabs do. I'm, I'm serious, this is classical Arabic. Read like the Al-Fiyah of Imam Malik, the third page says super awesome plural. No, it doesn't, but it says Jam'u Kathra. <laughs> so you have singular, pair, plural, and Super plural. They call it jam'u kathra. Ni'am is a super plural. An'um is a weak plural. They say jam'u qilla. Af'ul is jam'u qilla. It's a, a weaker plural. So now let's see if you were paying attention. This is a quiz. What is the weak plural? No, not, not all at once. I couldn't hear anything. What is the weak plural? An'um. What's the powerful plural? Once in the Qur'an, Allah uses the weak plural. Once in the Qur'an, Allah uses the powerful plural. Once each. Allah Azza wa Jal talks about Ibrahim alayhi salam. He says, Shakiran li an'umihi. Shakiran li an'umihi. Now, show of hands, was that the weak plural or the strong plural? Weak? Weak? Okay, some of you were awake. Okay, good. That was the weak plural. Ibrahim alayhi salam. By the way, the weak plural means less than 10 or easily countable. That's what that means. Allah says about Ibrahim alayhi salam, he was grateful for a few favors of Allah. 
That sounds weird. I thought Ibrahim was one of the most grateful people that ever lived. Why would Allah use the weak plural? I was expecting Allah to use the strong plural for Ibrahim because he was so grateful. He was grateful for so many things. Why just say he was grateful for a handful of things? You know why? Because Allah talks about one blessing. What's the singular of an'um and ni'am? What's the singular word, folks? Ni'mah. Allah says, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا If you were to try to count the, the singular favor of Allah, if you were to count the singular favor of Allah, you wouldn't be able to encircle it. You wouldn't have any grasp over it. Humanity, most people even together can't even come up with full gratitude for one favor. So Ibrahim pulled off a few. That's a compliment and an honor given to Ibrahim That's an honor to Ibrahim But now, hey, wait, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I have 55 seconds. This is the juicy part. I said once the weak plural is used, and once the what? The strong plural is used. Allah says, وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنًا Allah unleashed His uncountable, excessive favors onto you. The ones you can see and the ones you can't see. The ones that are obvious and the ones that are hidden. Meaning all of us have been showered with so many favors that it is impossible for us to count. They're not just plural, they are super plural. Ni'amahu. So when the human being thanks the best of us, the, one of the most, most grateful human beings in history can only thank Allah for a few favors. And yet when Allah gives, He doesn't give a few favors. He doesn't say, He showered you with a handful of favors. No, 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 no. He showered you with uncountable favors. Ni'amahu. How dare you say, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. If you and I can just take out a piece of paper like this, and start making a list of things you should be grateful for. And if you do this exercise with yourself, your family, your children, you'll find two, three, four, five things and you start running out. Like what else? Did I mention the car already? I did, yeah. So should I mention the tires now, the transmission? Should I break it apart? I can't think of anything else. I'm running out of items. But if you take another page and say, give me a list of problems. No, 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 how about this? Give me a list of problems you have with your husband. The sister will say, do you have an extra pad? <laughs> the husband will say, I mean, I don't have time to write a book right now. Just, you know. Man, Allah hasn't given us a few favors. Allah has given us an uncountable amount of favors. And we can't even fully grasp when He gives us one. When He gives us one favor. We're not fully able to appreciate how many ways that one favor of Allah is blessing us. How many ways? This is what we have to become. People that are constantly looking for reasons to thank Allah. My last comment, I know I'm over time. I'll take one more minute, I promise. We are a people that begin our religion with the phrase, Alhamdulillah, yes? Alhamdulillah is a constant in our religion. You know what that means? You and I, pessimism is out of our vocabulary. We are not pessimistic people because we are people of Alhamdulillah, we're always looking at the brighter side. And if you're not always looking at the brighter side, you don't really understand what it means every time you stand in salah and say what? Alhamdulillah. Because when you thank Allah, when you thank Allah, and when you begin with Allah's name, every time we do an action, what do we say? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, right? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. We use Allah's name ar-Rahman. About this name, Allah says, this name is Tabarak. Tabarak as-murabbik. 
right? It's full of blessings, this name. Whenever we start with Bismillah, Allah is telling us He will put barakah in it. He will put so much good in it that is beyond your expectations. You and I just have to do good deeds that begin with Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You and I just have to be a people of Alhamdulillah. And what Allah will produce from those efforts, what Allah will bring out of those efforts is beyond your imagination. I was sitting in an Arabic class with three people in Queens, New York, 11, 12 years ago. And around three, it started with 10 people. Fourth day of class, there were three people left. And our teacher, Dr. Abdul Samia, was standing in front. And I was like, man, people, I guess they don't want to learn what will come from this little dinky little class. And Dr. Samia said, just say Alhamdulillah and let, do, let Allah do the rest. And now I look back and I say 30,000 plus people that have sat in an Arabic class with me alone. And I say, man, what a, that's not me. That's all Alhamdulillah. That's not me. There are people that this conference, how many thousands of people are here in this conference? This started from one person, two people that sat together and said, hey, we could do something. Let's talk to these people. And how many people said, no, you won't be able to contact all those sheikhs. Oh, you got to get in a waiting list. And they're never, who are you? They're going to respond to you. Try milling them, see what happens. And these people just said, you know what? Alhamdulillah, we do our part, let Allah do the rest. Let's be optimistic and look at what Allah does. Look at what Allah does. This is not us, this is Allah Azza wa Let's change the face of this world. Let's change the face of what this ummah looks like. Let's transform the, the teaching standards, the social standards, the ethical standards of the entire ummah. Let's uplift ourselves and let's stop being depressed. Don't be the uncle who sits down with other uncles and says, Don't be that uncle. Don't be that guy. I had to pull out the Punjabi. You know, don't be that. Enough chai conversations, enough conversations over baklava about the crisis in Syria and the crisis in Egypt. Let's stop complaining. Let's do something. Let's help those people. Let's make this a better ummah. Let's make this a better world. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa الأرض ميدان النسير